weird. Howdy do. Howdy well, do, neighbor. Hello. Hello, Craig. I had to turn my sound up. I couldn't hear myself talking. Wish most of the listeners wish they couldn't hear it, too. <laughs> How do I get that button working? <laughs> You're the one controlling the buttons over there, Mr. Man. <clears throat> How are you? Pretty good, I guess. Are you really? Yeah. I see you've still got those old man glasses. Yeah, I'm actually going to go back to a reading contact, I think. Are you really? But I can't, I can't go see the doc to get it until like the end of this month. So you'll have one contact? up. I used to do that, yeah. It's... Uh, one contact in my left eye for yeah. reading, and then my right eye does the distance. That's cool. I did that for a while, too. Because as you recall, I had all the surgeries and stuff, which fixed. Do you recall? Anyway, I had the surgeries to re- to recall, to fix the uh, double vision I stuff do. and all I that. Do. So now I'm just left with old man uh, eyes for yes. reading, and I think that would be easier than these stupid glasses off. And I, and I don't want to look stupid like you with glasses. So <laughs> why don't you have your glasses on, by the way, old man? Because I'm sitting here. I don't need them right now. Sure about that? I'm sure about that. Hey, you know what? Okay, uh, this episode will be released on Good Friday. Today, today recording at the beautiful Lee Berry Studios. Right. On a a beautiful day. A little chilly. chilly. A little chilly. Very cold day. day. There's no chilly. Um, I wish there was chilly. This is Holy Thursday. Holy Thursday. It's Good Friday. This is is the day of the Last Supper. Yes. And tomorrow, of course. Not Not our Last Supper. Well, Maybe. Well, you could, it could you never, be. you never really a plane know. could fall out of the sky and hit a car like yeah, it did in that video. But we're not eating supper. Well, I've already had mine. Oh, I did too, actually. So well, it could have been our last. We, we we may this that could have been, been our last. Okay. Could have been. So anyway, we're we're speaking biblically. <laughs> we're not yes. so biblically. And then Sunday, of course, is the greatest, the high holiday of the of the. Christian it's the highlight religion, of the whole year of the Christian. Well, except for you around Thanksgiving with all that food. Oh, Thanksgiving! Yeah. I'm thankful for Thanksgiving. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. It's thankful giving. Thankful giving, and it's officially April, which is Alan's birth month. He'll be sixty. This Unreal. Month. Sixty. The, the, how did? How is it that you passed him? Six zero. So you're sixty one. The fellow that used to get up early on Easter and take all my good candy out of my basket, put it in his, and then he would take the jelly beans and put in mine. If you knew what was good for you and him, you would go find the rattiest nastiest palmer's chocolate you could find oh yeah and go give it to him as a basket just give it to him it's like because palmer's is like literally vegetable oil with some hint of some artificial chocolate something it's, oh but but they're sponsoring us now oh and that's why you should buy it everybody it's best chocolate it's ever Have you had it lately it's, uh, it's so much better <laughs> <laughs> no i seriously i'd rather drink motor oil <laughs> palmer's chocolate is the I don't worst recommend that. palmer's if, if you or anyone listening uh, have a problem with this. I'm I'm sorry. The truth hurts. Okay, Palmer's. They had one thing that I actually didn't enjoy. The chocolate of it still tasted like chocolate flavored wax. Yeah, you know, it's got that weird. It's fake. It's it's mo- it's, it's it's vegetable oil mainly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like getting that cheese that's not real. Dairy. But their but their crispy chocolates are bearable. With that's the because rice you got. That's them. because you got the crispies in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it gives your mouth something to focus on besides the flavor. All I, all I know is I'm still on this Fruity Pebbles coffee creamer kick that I'm on. Why do you put stuff in your coffee? Because it's, duh, Fruity Pebbles, best cereal I don't put ever. Fruity Pebbles in mine. I've loved Fruity Pebbles since I was in third grade, man. Okay, I've li- I like Fruity Pebbles just as much as the next guy. I don't like them as much as I used to. And I'll be honest here and show my age. 
My favorite cereal right now, Raisin Bran. Yeah, well, that's just because you got to keep things moving. <laughs> no, I don't. Hey. I have no issues in the hey, movement department. here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. The Okay, so the uh, Fruity Pebble Creamer tastes exactly like the milk. I don't like cereal in Can my I, coffee. Let me finish my story. It tastes exactly like that, right? Like Fruity Pebbles, the milk or whatever. Uh, one day I'm going to have a cheat day. I'm going to get vanilla ice cream, and I'm going to pour it all over the vanilla ice cream. It's going to be epic. Or maybe make a milkshake out of it. I get vanilla ice cream, put hot fudge on it. No, I'm gonna make a fruity pebbles. You know, the why kids, don't you just put sprinkle the, fruity the pebbles? Kids, on the kids, I might as a garnishment on top. Sure, garnish the fritz. The fritz. The kids have been. What are fritz? I don't know the fritz. Uh, the kids putting on the fritz. Uh, taco. God rest his soul. Oh, a taco would be good right now. Taco <laughs> on some vanilla ice cream. That's a choco taco. Oh, I love them. Yeah. So uh, the kids have gone a couple times to these places and got protein yeah, shakes, and there's actually. There's actually a Fruity Pebbles branded like protein powder. I didn't know that. I wouldn't have. See, I've always preferred Cocoa Pebbles. They make a Cocoa Pebbles creamer too. I don't want cereal in my coffee. It's not. It's the flavor of cereal well, in your same coffee. Thing. I, when I drink coffee, I want it to be coffee. Okay. And move. I drink coffee like a man, black and hot. See, that's the thing. Once you get past that masculinity thing that you've got to, you've got to prove to the world you're a real man. Like I can drink black coffee all day long. But, well, then why I, don't but, you? but I, because I came to the conclusion that I do like black coffee, but I'd like it when there's like a really good flavored creamer in it. I think my, the listeners can feel what I'm saying. I don't you think know, so. There's another one I too. Think you just dropped There's another. Opinion. There's another one too. I think it might have been the Kroger brand. It's a. It's Danish butter cookie flavor. It tastes like those little tins of cookies you oh, get. Oh, those right? are terrible. They're not. They are. Those are granny cookies. No. Those are the cookies. Okay. Your if new you name pick is up the yard. Actually, I'll you know what? Granny cookie. That's a new band name for tonight. Granny cookies. <laughs> Go out there and pick up those sticks. Are we going to do a top story or and what? And when you get done, you just get to it. Top, 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 top story. Southwest pilot on hot mic. That means the mic was on for those that aren't keeping up. We're on hot mics right now. Goes on expletive-laden rant against the Bay Area. Have you heard any of this, by the way? No, I'm about to. A pilot who delivered the anti-Bay Area. I'm assuming this is San Francisco? Yes. When they say the yes, Bay. Yes, okay. yes, Well, when you say the Bay, I mean, that's what I figure, but that is a little bit ambiguous. Yeah, right? yeah. You know. It's the city that rocks, the city that never stops. Some of the best vocalists ever came from that area. Oh, look, sure look they the Steve Perry. Steve Perry is amazing. Look at the fee way bills he's from not, the tubes. He's not Freddie Mercury level, but no. he's close. A fee way bill from the tubes. Yeah, I think uh, Sammy Hagar came from that area. I don't. I've never been a Sammy. But fan. his but his voice is my point. These I'll guys what, reached the stars with their voices. Sammy Hagar has aged well. Yeah, but he believes that he's been picked up by aliens. Well, who's to say he hasn't? Well, he. Okay, fair point. Uh, a pilot who delivered the anti-Bay Area rant has been confirmed to be... By the way, Phoebe Waybill had a new album, by the way. Did he really? Yeah, it's actually pretty good, but he just looks like an old man on the screen now, on the cover. Do you remember his character, Quay? No. Yeah, for a while there, he... I think it was during... Um, White Punk's on Dope? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he put these glasses on and said Quay, and he, he was Quay Lube and the tubes. <laughs> There's actually a really good... We're going to get to the story in a minute, but if you listen to this <laughs> show, you know that this is what you're going to get. So... Um, there's a fantastic compilation. Uh, I saw it on Laserdisc. My brother had it on Laserdisc back in the day. And a friend uh, gave me a VHS transfer of it. So I've got it, I think, digitally now. But it's a compilation you can't get anymore of a bunch of Tubes videos. It's the Completion Backwards Principle, which is one of my favorite all-time albums. 
And uh, there is, I don't remember if this version's got it or not, there is like one particular video that's might have some nakedness. I can't remember. There's something adultish in one of the, one of the videos, of but I can't remember if it's blacked out or not. I, there were two versions of it. Wild Women from Wongo, maybe? No, you'd think that. Yeah. It was Hey Sports Fans. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, but I think it's I think it's all like censored, so I think it's okay. But anyway, my point is there's all these other great videos on there too, and it's from the completion backwards principle, which is just such a great record from beginning to end. I'm late to the tubes game. I really like them, but but I never really liked them until well, most people know she's a beauty because they got so much radio play, and they know talk to you later because that was that that was a big MTV hit. Don't want to hear it again tonight. No, no. Well, save save it for another guy. Well, he he said it'd been six months. She hadn't shut up once. (laughs) He's trying to explain she's driving him insane. He said, get in there, rattle some dishes, and maybe I'll let you talk some more. <laughs> now you just took it somewhere else. <laughs> anyway, I highly recommend listening from beginning to end, none of the shuffle stuff, beginning to end, the tubes, completion back. At the beginning of the album, it's like, as we discussed in the beginning oh, yeah. of our last yeah. meeting. Uh, the thing about albums is the artists lay out these songs as they want them yes stacked no i do shuffle but if it's a, i don't no i do because i'm old i never do i shuffle a oh, lot you shuffle walking you no know, your but ankles i don't know I'll, I'll shuffle in the car from this on but if there's certain albums if i put on eye in the sky alan parsons oh boy i gotta oh listen boy. that that's gotta be listened straight through you, you listen to that thing if i put on the cars candio i gotta listen oh, that straight through you're talking good music uh, well, of course i am yeah it's good stuff you know what i listen you know what i've been really listening to a lot of lately slim whitman Slim Whitman. I don't know. We no, have, that's your age. No, whatever. <laughs> whatever, man. Glenn Campbell. I'm on a Glenn Campbell Glenn kick. Campbell was an amazing guitarist. Amazing, amazing singer. Amazing singer. He had perfect pitch. He's part of the Wrecking Crew. Yeah. Was part of the Wrecking Crew. He was a Beach Boy. Well, that was the Wrecking Crew work, I think. He wasn't. No, he was officially but a he also, I think for like he, six I, months. I think he, he played on Pet Sounds. He may have. I think he may did. Because he watch, was a session player. I, I would encourage anyone who loves music to watch the documentary Wrecking Crew. Oh, yeah, it's good. Um, it's so good. It's good. But anyway, back to this guy that's a pilot. Hey, here, let's do this again. <laughs> so the Southwest pilot is having an anti-Bay Area rant um, and has been confirmed that he's employ- an employee of Southwest Airlines. A spokesman for the company did not identify the pilot, but said they are fully addressing the situation internally. As a policy, the FAA does not identify the subjects of an investigation, but Bill Lawton, a private pilot based out of SJC, what is that? You know, SJC. Yeah, it's it's the Southern Jurisdiction of Columbia. Oh, okay, you made that up, didn't you? Uh, who routinely listens to live ATC? What? Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's the Atlantic Travel Center. Oh, okay. He listens. To, okay, I got you. Got you. You know a lot about this stuff. And who initially reported the incident believed he knew which airline is involved. My opinion is that voice talking during the stuck mic situation matches the vocal, I'm sorry, the voice at the end saying, Southwest 531 ready to go, Lawton wrote in a Twitter message. As to whether it was the captain or the first officer, there's no way to know. Only Southwest would have a record of what pilots were working that flight uh, flights that day. It just makes me sad and angry. To hear folks who are expected to be professionals in care of the general public, uh, another good 80s band, um, acting in this manner, he added. So, who's this guy? Why is he listening? Uh, this guy. FAA? Yeah, yeah, FAA guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, in a hot mic accident. Uh, accident? What is wrong with me today? Are you okay? No. Uh, in a hot mic incident recorded over the 
Manetta? Manetta, San Jose? I don't know that airport. Manita. Manita. Okay, fine. Or or as south, we might say, Minta. (laughs) South uh, Josie International uh, Airport traffic uh, control scanner. The unidentified pilot was heard delivering an uh, expletive heavy rant, according to the travel site, one mile at a time. Uh, In the March 12 recording, the pilot says, this place he then continues ma- <laughs> continues making several other curse word laden comments before being interrupted by what seems to be an air traffic controller the audio is archived online at live atc a website that live streams air traffic control audio transmission though the audio is fuzzy uh, and the context of the remarks unclear the pilot can be heard repeatedly cursing weirdos probably driving around in hyundai's roads and you don't have the unless you're rolling coal man man live atc confirmed the authenticity of the recording but not which pilot or airline might have been involved we can neither confirm nor verify who made those comments a company representative wrote in an email that's good stuff. Uh, I heard it edited it with beeps, much like you did. Um, it was kind of funny. It made me laugh, to be honest. That was a good show. All right. Throughout the, the episode tonight, I'm going to be dropping little tidbits of uh, perfectly useless information. Oh, that's way. awesome. Did you know, Craig, were you aware uh, that stewardesses is the longest word that can be typed with only the left hand? That's pretty good. That, isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's, it's a, useless. Well, not if you're going to type stewardess. Stewardess is. The only 15-letter word that can be spelled without repeating a letter is uncopyrightable. That's right up there with, uh, it blew my mind when I saw that the word dessert was stressed backwards. <laughs> Think about that for a while. Shakespeare invented more than 1,700 words. Shakespeare. Including Shakespeare, including assassination and bump. He made those words? He did. He invented those words. Oh, my gosh. If you mouth the word colorful to someone, it looks like you're saying, I love you. Let me try that. No, I'm not looking. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's true. Watch. (laughs) Does it look like it? Did it look like it? You're an idiot. Did it look like it? No offense. Did it look like it? No, it does not look like that. No, it it doesn't. It does. It does. No, No, you just look like a guppy when you did it. (laughs) There is no Albanian word for headache. Okay. That, you don't find that I thought you were going to give us one. You're giving us like a, a chapter full. Just 1,000 words make up 90% of all right. Can I randomly look for one? Sure. Okay, ready? Yeah, Everybody, this is going to be totally random. Is your, page, page. is your page marked? It doesn't matter. I, I just go. randomly opened it. <clears throat> give us one. Give us, a fa- give us a totally useless knowledge. Okay. Any day. Anytime. I'm trying to find one. I mean, we're, we're this is expensive time at the Leeberry Studios. Uh, uh, see, I open to an interesting section here. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing? You got to hold this little book's like I, a thousand I can't pages. Find, okay, we go. Okay, okay. okay. We spend something like a third of our lives in bed. Well, 64% of women sleep on the left side of the bed. Hey, my wife sleeps on the left is side. Is that when you're facing the bed or when you're lying in the bed? Is when you're facing the end of the bed or the front of the bed? 
Is that? Well, I think with, it's when you're if you're if it's when you're facing, then my wife sleeps. Like if, if I, you're if laying I, in the bed looking at the TV, she'd I'm be on, on your the left side. No, see, that's the right. I think. No, that's the left side. Yeah, that's the yeah, left I'm side. So left she's side. not on the left. No, she's not. Then she sleeps on the right. She's side. right. Yeah, uh, mine's if on I'm the left. Looking, oh, I'm, really? I'm on the right. She's on the left. Yeah. So she's part of that sixty-four percent. See, isn't that interesting? Useless, but interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like us. All right, here we go. Well, except the interesting part. Headline is. Man steals Little Caesar's pizza and breadsticks, leading to a high-speed chase. And, of course, this comes to us from Salt Lake City. An Orem, Utah man. If Little Caesar's and pizza and breadsticks are in my possession, you better chase me at high speeds to get if it If you want any of mine, you better chase me. Because I'm going to be – have you had their lunchbox thing? in the Yes, day? I have. It's like $5. Five bucks. It's a drink, yep. a bottled drink. And, and that includes and, tea. And four – Okay, and four pieces. Four I, pieces I don't of drink soda. Four pieces of Sicilian style square thick. Yes, there's something crawling up your shirt right there, and I swear it's like a doodly doodly bug. You so know what it was? It was a ant or something. Because you're disgusting. <laughs> there was it's, a little bug crawling. There up your is shirt. this Leeberry Studio is drafty. It's beautiful and it's historic, but it's drafty and, yeah. and it's bugs. It's prone to uh, pests. Yeah, like us. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Little Caesars, yeah, Sicilian cut pizza for five bucks. You can't beat it. Nutrition, zero. Flavor, no zero. everything. No nutrition, but delicious. Delicious. And, and it you, fills you up. And the, 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 the proof that it's so great is that you hate yourself after you eat it. Absolutely. You remember um, Skate and Rink Pizza? Oh, yeah. Some of the best pizza oh, ever. Oh, so good. You know, of course, we're old enough to remember rectangular school pizza. Well, yeah, but That's, I never got that. Oh. I wouldn't eat that. Wow. I've told the story about the salad it's bar. Like I don't and, even know you. Tommy Hunter before, haven't I? Uh, no. Uh, oh, wait. Yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah. I forget what it was. Oh, yeah, piling everything <laughs> in the covering it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Covered it with the, uh, the You lettuce. have to listen back another episode if you want to hear uh, that. That's good stuff. All right, anyway, Orem, Utah. An Orem man is facing a wide range of charges. After, wide. After police say he stole pizza and breadsticks from a Little Caesars restaurant Threatened to kill the manager when confronted. No, no, no. What did he threaten? He was going to cut her throat. No, slit the throat. You have to say, that is this right here. And led police on a high-speed chase all over the city Wednesday. According to police statements. Wait, wait. The city's called Wednesday? Yeah. uh, Wednesday City. Oh, okay. According to police statements, 30-year-old Richard Allen Pratt Halibut ordered food at a Little Caesars and became angry that he had to wait because the store was very busy with a line out the door. Now that's not ready now, like they. But if you order a ready now is only pepperoni and cheese. That's what, maybe that's what he wanted. Well, he ordered it ahead of time. It probably wasn't. But how he, do you know that? Does it say he ordered it ahead of time? It says. I'm used to yes, walking in. Yes, the, because it says he ordered food, and then it says had to wait. Well, that uh, means because he, it was he, busy. Did, he went to the counter and said, "I want maybe." Food. I don't know. Why are you you sympathizing? I like to use their app, and then you go and just scan, and that door goes. Yeah, the door opens up, and you take your pizza. Yeah. Pizza, pizza. Pizza, After a few minutes, Halibut walked behind the counter, grabbed two pepperoni pizzas and two breadsticks, and left the store saying, I'm helping myself. So he was a male Karen. The cashier told her manager, who confronted Halibut, outside the store in the parking lot about the food he took, during this time, the terrified cashier locked herself in the bathroom and called 911. The guy's gone, and she hides in the bathroom and locks the door. Halibut then started screaming at the manager, telling her, oh, this may be the same guy that was flying the plane. Yeah, bleep, He's Telling bleep. her, bleep, you bleep, bleep, you bleep, shut your bleep, bleep mouth, or I'll slit your bleep, bleep throat. I will bleep, I'll find you and watch you. 
Whatever that meant. That's kind of creepy, That's kind of weird, yeah. The manager told Halibut that she would call police. If, I keep imagining a fish. That's okay. <laughs> the manager told Halibut she was going to call police if he kept threatening her. Once he heard her mention police, he immediately took off in a 2016 Silver Chevrolet Malibu, which belongs to his father. Of course. Entitled. The manager went back inside the store, locked the doors. Halibut uh, was also seen screaming at customers in the parking lot. Get out of my way! Before taking off. An Orem police officer noticed Halibut's car pass by. The officer was trying to read the car's license plate number uh, to make sure it matched the plates of the car Halibut was driving. But because Halibut was driving so fast, he couldn't make out the last two characters. So pull him over for speeding. The first three characters did match. So the officer flipped around and followed Halibut's Malibu, which was traveling as fast as 70 miles per hour. Wait, wait, why did the cop start flipping around? Why didn't he just like turn his car? Into the parking lot of the University Mall. The officer turned on the vehicle's lights and sirens and began chasing Halibut, who proceeded to speed through the parking lot before jumping a curb as he continued to flee towards State Street. If he okay, let me keep reading. The chase continued along State Street until the officer turned off the lights and sirens because it was just too sirens. What I say? Sirens. Sirens. Yeah. You said sirens. Sirene. That's what you said. Sirene. 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 Please just continue. Uh, It's too dangerous for others to keep pursuing Halibut. Just as that officer lost sight of the Malibu, another officer saw Halibut speeding by. While giving the officer the middle finger. I wonder if he had a pepperoni stuck to it. <laughs> Should have thrown blazing hot pepperonis at him. Because of the speeds Halibut was traveling, all officers stopped chasing him. But a few hours later, at 2.19 a.m. to be precise, on a Thursday, an officer again spotted Halibut in the Malibu at the intersection of Main Street and 12th South. The officer said, as the Malibu drove past me, I clearly saw the driver of the vehicle Positively identified him as Richard Allen P. Halibut. Richard then fled from me through the subdivision and around the southern portion of Orem City. Orem City sounds exciting. Maybe. Sounds like a... a, uh, It's got that Gotham sound. Yeah, I was going to say something like a... Orem. Where are you from? Orem. I'm from Orem. Don't mess with me. Orem City. Exceeding the posted speed limits by double in some instances. Uh, running stop signs, running red lights, the same thing. Eventually, the officer was able to stop and arrest Halibut after he proposedly ran into the Malibu at, at uh, on University Parkway. Hey, hey can Wait. I give you a useless thing out of your, of course, out of your book? Of course, of course. Thomas Grasso, 1995, before he was given his lethal injection, because he's obviously on death row, he complained. I did not get my SpaghettiOs. I got spaghetti. (laughs) I want the press to know this. That should be a redo. He said, I want the press to know this. Well, that should be a redo. If you don't get your final meal as you ordered it, they need to just, it's it's another day. Your last meal, SpaghettiOs. I would rather have spaghetti myself, but this young man or old man or whatever he was wanted his SpaghettiOs and didn't get them. Yeah. He didn't deserve it, though. He didn't. He was a, he's criminal. How do you know? Do you know the man? Well, he was in death row, unless he was one of that small percentage that was wrongly accused, I guess. See, that's how small of a percentage. Well, I, I put, let's put it this way. I doubt him by the fact he wanted SpaghettiOs, okay? Do you know what the uh, the most valuable word you can make in Scrabble? What? Quizify. That's not even a word. Quizify. Yes, it is. Quizify. <laughs> Quizify. The second one is Whipjacka. I don't think you can say that on a family podcast. 
whining beggar who pretends to be a sailor. It's a whipjacker. Quizify. I thought whipjacker was the least. Yeah, least singer of the Rolling Stones. Auto worker employee receives ninety one thousand five hundred pennies. Oh my god! In final wages, you can't put that in your pocket. Well, you got big pockets. You could. <laughs> You'd have to have real big pants and some good upper body strength. <laughs> An auto repair shop in Georgia has been accused of delivering a final wage package to a departing employee by dumping a pile of oil-covered pennies on his driveway, 91,500 of them. The pennies amounted to $915, or 667 pounds. I beg to differ. I think they'd probably weigh a lot more than 667 pounds. I don't know. No, probably not. Yeah. Uh, that Andreas Fladden said he was owed by AOK Walker Auto Works. <laughs> AOK. Uh, Mr. Fladden said he faces uh, having to wipe down each coin individually to get rid of the grease the pile was covered in. But AOK Walker Auto Works has not commented publicly on the incident. But on its website, it says, and yes, we accept pennies as payment. They are cash, you nitwits. The owner, Miles Allen Walker, told a reporter from CBS 46 he did not remember dumping the coins on oh, Mr. Sure. Fladden's drive, but added <laughs> he got paid. That's all that matters. Mr. Fladden said, he's not from England, but I thought that would sound really fun. Um, Mr. Fladden uh, said uh, he was a manager at the auto repair firm, which is based in Peachtree City, south of Atlanta. Everything's Peachtree down there. I've been to Peachtree City. Uh, until he quit last November in a disagreement over what he could leave uh, on when he could leave work to pick up his child from daycare. When his outstanding pay failed to arrive, Mr. Fladden, maybe Fladen, I don't know, filed a claim with the U.S. Department of Labor, which cons- confirmed to U.S. media it had contacted the repair shop three times over the issue. He, he Yeah, that they had contacted it. Right, right. The money did eventually materialize as a pile of coins at the end of Mr. Flatten's drive on top of the pile was an envelope with an expletive written on the front and a pay stub inside, which was filmed by his girlfriend, Olivia Oxley and posted to her Instagram account. What a cool name. The pennies. She should be a lead singer of something. Yeah. Olivia Oxley. That could be the band name. Olivia Oxley. Well, you've already done your band name. Well, if you wanted one, I, I was going to give you I, one free. I'll, I'll pick my own. The pennies you. are now in a wheelbarrow in Mr. Flatten's garage in Fayetteville. Oh, I went back to Mr. Flatten. Um, and the weight is so heavy, it has deflated the tires. Oh, wait, no, Mr. Flatten was the one that was suing. Yes. Okay. Mr. Flatten uh, said he tried bathing. Oh, wait a second. Did you, what, read that last sentence again. Uh, it deflated the tires. It, it, it flattened, flattened, flattens tire. <laughs> it flattened, flattens tire. Flattened, flattens. T- <laughs> that's what we came, we circled back around for that? Yes, it just dawned on me. I thought you were going to refer to the fact that this is a, Flatten, flatten. This is written by the British and it's spelled T-Y-R-E-S, tires. Flatten. Flatten. Flatten's tires. Flatten's flatten. tires. Mr. Flatten said he tried bathing the coins in a big tub of water, soap, and vinegar without success. Well, vinegar can't do it nothing well. Vinegar's like a, vinegar does just about everything. He needs to get one of those pots with all the little pebbles in them. You used to put stuff in to shine them up, you know, the, uh, the rock tumbler. T- tumbler thing. But those are small. Yeah, yeah. Usually. You got to get like one of those cement mixers. He's get one that's huge. Like a huge, great, big, huge. Put your pennies in your great big pillar. <laughs> Why don't you take your pennies upstairs and cry in your great big pillar? Penny, move. <laughs> uh, see, the only way to get the grease off was to wipe them each individually. He had, uh, he added it had taken him around two hours. Well, that's pretty quick. No, nope. To clean up only about $5 Uh-oh. worth. 
I think it's going to be a lot of work for <laughs> for money I've already worked for. What if he rolled that wheelbarrow into Kroger at the at the coin machine? <laughs> he, oh wow! And then had to pay his whatever percent on top of that. <laughs> it appears that paying your staff this way, while not practical, moral, or fa- why is it not moral if it's money? It's money. Might uh, also not be illegal. Of course it's not There's illegal. nothing in the regulations that dictates in what currency the employee must be paid. Eric R. Lucero of the U.S. Department of Labor was quoted by the New York Times as saying, I mean, here's the thing. Jerk move? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but not illegal. Form of payment? Legal tender? Sure. Yes. Absolutely. If you could take them to the store and buy a candy bar with a pocket full of them, they're, they're illegal. It, it's just people see it and they go, crap, we're going to have to work for this money. We're going to have to actually, you know. That's a funny story. I wish I'd have thought of that for the paying my taxes this year. <clears throat> I thought you still evaded your taxes. Headline is, oh, wait a second. I got, I got one of these for you. A fact. Okay. The Beatles song, A Hard Day's Night. Although the title was inspired by a comment from Ringo. See, he was good for something. As indeed was eight days a week. John wrote the song for Julian. His boy and personal friend of Craig came Underhill. At me. He came at me like a spider monkey. He did, didn't he? But when I get home to you, I find the things that you do will make me feel all right. That was John talking to Julian, um, of course. And Paul wrote, hey, Jude, to cheer the lab when his uh, parents split. You know, I've got, to be a nobody, i got two Beatles connections in my, if you play the game with me about connecting me to people. Hey, pick up those names you, you've just dropped a couple of. Where Lee Berry? Well, I didn't meet him. charges. I, well, I did indirectly meet Julian when he yeah, came yeah. at me like a spider monkey. Yeah, my, yeah. my brother, you know, went to George's house one time. I know. I love that story. That's a few episodes back, too, we discussed. Yeah. So I just got to, like. George, con- by the way, was my favorite. Big I got to contact uh, Ringo and Paul now to see if we can get together and hang. You better hurry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Their clocks are ticking. I bet, Ringo, I bet Ringo's cool when he's sober, and I bet. Uh, <laughs> And How would I, anybody know? And I bet Paul. I bet Paul's like ornery. I bet Paul's like totally ornery. He seems so nice, like and, and yeah, he might be totally nice, but I, I don't know. I get a feeling he might be a little ornery. Yeah, I got a feeling too. He uh, he puts on a great, nice mask. Written, written such great music. You know, it's funny. Is I'm oh, incredible. I'm more of a fan of Wings than I am of the Beatles. Well, I the love Wings. Are, I love Wings. I may be too. I love the Beatles. But they're but. so expensive now. Unless you go one of those all you can eat things, if you can ever find them anymore. All right, here's a story for you. Headline is, man in China claiming to be a Taoist master. I thought it was Taoist. Taoist? I thought that's what, what you dried off with. Like, if you were wet, you dried I thought off, it was Taoist. Taoist. I thought it was Taoist. Taoist master offering breast implants with mind control and witchcraft. Wonder what? I wonder if any of this worked. A man in northern China who claims to be able to use mind control to enhance the size of a woman's breast may be in hot water. Can you talk about this on this I show? I don't know. I didn't pre-read that. Let's pull the curtain back just a little bit. Craig and I choose our stories by the headline, and we do not read them until we get in front of our hot mics. So That doesn't mean our microphones are attractive. No, we've already, we don't mean they're attractive we, microphones. They're, they're hot, what, meaning they're on. We meet, we've covered what hot mics mean already earlier in the episode. If you missed that, listener, back up. Um, uh, let's see, where was I? Okay, uh, he may be in hot water after releasing. Wait, 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 okay, listen, what listen, he got. listen. Taoism. Taoism. Taoism? It's like the T is silent, sort of silent. Taoism. Taoist. Taoism. So it's a Taoist. Follow me. Taoism. 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 Okay, the, the, the video clip that emerged on March 17th has since It is. Viral. Wait, look. It starts with a, look. Oh, man. Look what you did. Look. Dao yeah, is, Taoism. Um, Taoism. Taoism. 
Thank you. you learned Taoism. That sounds like somebody with this a speech is, impediment. This is the podcast to... where you hear two stupid people talking, but you learn something at the same time. The video clip that emerged on March 17th has since gone viral. Shows the middle-aged man who calls himself the Gallo Master standing opposite a line of women, waving his hands and drawing circles in the air. After walking past all 27 of the women, the man says who, who says he is the master of Taoism. Someone needs to get the video and superimpose those sparklers from Fourth of July in his hands. <laughs> the women in the video appear to act as promoters for the master's services, although there is no verification of their claims either. Uh, I don't know that I can I read that. I think you need to skip this part. Uh, uh, okay, I'll go down to the next one. Another uh, woman no, smiling said... I mean, no, said, it's not any better, really. I, I won't read that part. Another woman smiling said yes. No, uh, there's really nothing you can read. There's really <laughs> nothing there you can read. The man, whose real name was not clear, says he is a director of the Taoist Clinic, administered by Jink Palace in Shazan. I think it's Jinke. Jinke. The capital city of the Haibi province. Jink Palace issued a statement on March 19th saying it has never opened a clinic, nor does it have any staff by the name of the Gal Master. So not only is he making all this up, he's making up that he works for this place. We also probably need to take a moment to apologize to anyone who speaks Chinese because um, we butcher every word. Well, it's okay. We want them to know that we know. We're doing our best. We want them to know that we know that they know that we're butchering the words. We're doing our best, Craig. Uh, are we? Yeah. If we, sad, our, if, <laughs> if we were doing our best, we'd probably take some Chinese classes <laughs> and learn these words. Oh, boy. For his part, the master does not claim his powers to be restricted in certain areas. He said he could use Taoism to make people. Dao. Oh, he can make people grow taller, Craig. Hey, he and said, lose weight. Hey, he said Taoism. Taoism. Get to the Taoism. I got to contact this guy. I wonder how much you charge for like six inches to. Dude, he's just gonna he's gonna strap a, you to a rack and just start. I don't care if it works; I'll do it. If I could drop fifty pounds and well, grow, you will when he when he. Here's your problem. What you're fifteen feet too short. <laughs> you're well, in you're in great shape. You just need to be fifteen feet taller. Oh my goodness! You, uh, are you gonna take that off of me? It's not a big deal for my patients. Uh, to grow taller or lose weight. Even a granny in her 70s can still grow taller. The result from my treatment is obvious on the spot. What, what if I? What if we were doing a story in this guy and we flew to... He comes and waves his hands in circles and, and then suddenly I walk you're... walk out six feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call a fantasy. Religious authorities say he's a fraud and filed his case to the police while... I'll a, tell you who's a fraud. While a market regulator body is investigating the self-proclaimed guru. According to the Beijing News, a chairman of Shuzhong Daoism Association... Tao, get to the Tao. Get to the chopper. Li Zongyan... Jing Zongyan. ...said the man is not a member of any Taoist institution. I'm making fun of the way you're pronouncing it, not the word. Nor a converted follower of the religion. Well, I, I wasn't able to read the part about the religious whatever it was. We so. done with that story? Yeah. I'm a little dumber because of that. Well, I didn't do it. Wait. I kind of did. You gonna, don't I get to read the next oh, one? Oh, sure. Go ahead. Find okay, but it takes me an hour to find something. I know. That's why I'm nope, better at that. first one I see. You. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Today, please. Oh, okay. that's not okay. Okay. Uh, on a hammer, the end opposite to the striking. What? Yeah, the claw. I'm going to find a better one. That's not. Well, see, you said you were going to do the first one you came to, and then you didn't. Cuba Gooding Jr.'s first job was as a dancer for Lionel Richie at the 1984 Los Angeles Olympics. No way. You know, Richard Marks uh, sings back up on one of Lionel's biggest hits. 
And when you know it's him, you start hearing him sing. Well, that's like uh, I got to find the song, but he was big pals with uh, Lionel. Lionel got a hold of his cassette or something, and uh, one of those like unlikely things that happened, and he sang a bunch of backup. Richard Marks is very underrated. He is. It's because he had that mullet. He had that giant hair. I don't think that was a mullet. It was. It a, wasn't it was, that it was short on eight, top. Oh, it was like an eighties mullet. It was long in the back. It was long in the back. It was. Right. It was definitely. A, it was a Missouri compromise. Do you know that the suit and the tie was invented by the French? Aspirin also, and the coffee pot, the handkerchief, the Christmas cracker, the sewing machine, Teflon utensils. You're a Christmas cracker. And wallpaper were all invented by the French. What does this button do? Don't do it. Hey. Yeah. I got to get to an important story. Okay. Bicyclist falls to death trying to beat Florida draw. Let me try that again. Let me try it again. (laughs) Bicyclist falls to death trying to beat Florida draw bridge. I hope he was pedaling really fast if he thought he was actually going to make it. I wouldn't try to beat a drawbridge in a car. This takes place in Miami. Miami. Oh, wait a minute. You know what that means then, right? I don't know if we'll ever get to it. Will you ever find it? In Florida, I went to A bicyclist who ignored warning signs and tried to beat a Miami drawbridge. What is I can't say drawbridge. Okay, the drawbridge. Why, this is serious. What are you, a Dallas? This is serious. What'd I tell you? What? <clears throat> a bicyclist who ignored warning signs and tried to beat the Miami drawbridge slid to his death down the rising concrete slab. Fred Medina, his friends know him as Fred Funky Cold <laughs> Medina. It's actually Cole. Funky Cold Medina. But go ahead. How is Cold Medina? No, it's not Cold Medina. It's Funky Cold Medina. Funky Cold Medina? Yes. I've, I've not, my whole life I've heard that wrong. Yeah, apparently I've got the uh, the CD myself. That's uh, that's actually wor- that's actually worse than me not knowing that that you would actually own that. Yes, I do. I'm proud of it. I thought it was Funky Cold Medina. It's Co. How did I live this long without I don't know that? what's wrong with you. I'm not man. really I'm not really embarrassed by it because it's not like what I would exactly call great music. So, well, it's interesting music. Fred Funky Co. Medina, 58, was on his morning bike ride from a. Uh, Aventura to Key Biscayne. Key Biscayne, Florida. When he tried to make it past the drawbridge over the Miami River around 6 a.m. Wednesday, according to Miami police spokeswoman Kenya Fallot. <laughs> he tried to overtake the opening, Fallot told the Miami Herald. He slid down the bridge and fell between the section of the bridge that that moves <laughs> and the fixed part of the roadway. Um... Medina had been biking with another friend who crossed the bridge ahead of him. He was an entertainment and technology executive who mostly worked in Latin American media. He was a principal of Redline Advisors, a marketing. He was just a bunch of stuff. He was a successful guy. He also previously held executive roles at Olay Communications, A&E Networks, Olé, Latin America, Olé. and HBO Latin America. Uh, Fred had an impressive track record, except for jumping over bridges. <laughs> but in the world of television and media, uh, he he had he had a, a good track record. Enrique R. <laughs> I said he hey, made Greg, those bicycles. That was his track record. <laughs> he uh, he should have made tracks the other direction. He should have. What was wrong with him? Medina often woke up at four forty-five a.m. to ride his bike the Herald reported, and would post his rides on social media. Last year, he logged 22,000 miles, according to... Be, are you going to be posting this jump on social media? Like an evil Knievel. 
according to, according to his Strava Fitness Tracker app, we'd give each other kudos, said T.C. Schultz, uh, an executive vice president at Sony Pictures Entertainment, who also rides but doesn't jump over drawbridges. <laughs> He's really great at sharing his ride with beautiful scenes of Miami. Oh, I like, I like uh, sharing them on social. Sh- sharing them, yeah. It's so tragic. He started the day doing what he loved, jumping over bridges. Uh, the Downtown Development Authority has been working with the Florida Department of Transportation to install gates that would block people from going under the arms. To me, this is about cycling safety and making sure the city, county, and state have the right infrastructure to make cycling safe for everyone in the city. No, it's called common sense. If, a, it, if a bridge is rising up like that, it's not the Blues Brothers. No, it's, it's not. not. It's not Dukes of Hazard. How sad, though. He died. Oh, it's absolutely sad. We're not making fun of him dying. We're making fun of the situation. It's silly. Why would you? That's sad. It is sad. Of course, to be fair, we've all done and still do stupid things for no reason. Oh, I could have died a thousand times now. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) Lord willing, I'll live another day. Hey, here's here's a list of men who married older women. Raymond Chandler, his wife, Pearl Bowen, was 17 years older. Aaron Lindsay. Aaron Lindsay, co-host of the Weird Podcast. His His wife wife is is 28 years years older. (laughs) Two, Two years older. Darn it. Uh, Benjamin Disraeli. Did, did you say Benjamin? No, I did not. Oh, Clark Gable. Both of his first wives were considerably older. Hey, speaking of Ben's, I saw Benjo the other day. Oh, did you really? How's he doing? Yeah, he was asking about oh, you. Oh, well, I miss him. William Shakespeare. You know who he married? Anne Hathaway. That's what it says. She the, was, the actress Anne Hathaway? Is she the undead or something? She, she was seven years older. And Roger Moore, uh, his wife, Dorothy Squires, was 12 years older than he was. All right, now we got a uh, got a weird story for you. That was a great story, by the way. Yeah. All that stuff you shared just now really changed. Did it? Did it help you? Change me. Hey, you got, you got, no, you got another one. You got another same thing you played a minute ago. What is this? Is a look where this is. Oh, well, I'll be darned. What is wrong with you? You're a lying dog faced pony soldier. <laughs> Have you spent any time knowing how to run the board? Leave me alone. Weird. Headline is, woman accused of hitting child with car. Uh, she says that's all a mistake, man. She was trying to run over someone else. She said, I can't pick up a car. <laughs> Pompano Pump- Beach. It's Pompano. Beach, it's California. Pump- Florida. Okay. Pompano. Okay, let's try this again. I've been here, actually. Pompano. Pompano Beach, Pompano California. Beach, Flo- Florida. <laughs> what? I said Florida. You said California. No, I didn't. Don't make me play it back. Pompano. <laughs> It's Pompano Beach, Florida. Florida. Yes. Good night. Good night. Chaos unfolded at a Pompano Beach park last week after Pompano it, Beach. After, I'm in trouble deep. Pompano. What? I made up my mind. Keep keeping, keeping my, my car. So I'm run over somebody. <laughs> a week after the driver. Pompano Beach. I'm Stop. in trouble deep. Pompano Beach. I'm in the middle of a story here. Yes, I'm starting over. That's what I'm doing. <clears throat> a woman accused of hitting child with car claims she was trying to run over someone else. Pompano Beach, Florida. Chaos unfolded at a Pompano Beach park last week after a driver was accused of slamming her car into a woman and a child. The driver took down a portion of a gate. Oh, too bad the bicycler wasn't behind her. Yeah, he would have jumped over it, or he would have tried. Before driving into a playground and hitting a grandmother and her three-year-old grandson. That's horrible. You see these kids running and screaming for their lives, said the grandmother. Shauna. Shonda. Shonda. Shonda McLeod. Uh, She says she saw a group arguing. I like that as a band name, too. Shonda McLeod. 
That, yeah, that could be a singer. It could be a singer. Yeah. 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 Charlie, you might They'd sing, Papa No Beach. You see, you see these kids running and screaming for their lives. She says she saw the group arguing at Pompano Beach Community Park. They were on the other side, and it was a fight. So we started to get all these kids and get them out of the park because we saw that the situation was getting worse and worse and worse, McLeod explained. Is she from Louisiana by chance? Okay. I guarantee. Fedline Street, Felix. (laughs) Fedline St. Felix was behind the wheel. Fedeline? Yeah. That sounds like a drug, like a street drug. Sir, are you on Fedeline? I need to know right now. I might be. Fedeline St. Felix was behind the wheel of a vehicle that hit McLeod. Records show she said she went to the park to settle an argument with another woman, and she got emotional. Right. I was attempting to run her over, and then I see someone uh, put her out of the way, St. Felix said. Instead. I don't think she's a saint. Uh, who? Fedeline Allen St. Felix? Felix. St. Felix. You said St. Felix. Felix, yeah. St. Felix. I don't think she's a saint. <laughs> Instead, McLeod said St. Felix came barreling toward her. And her grandson knocking down a gate in the process and driving into the park where the children were playing. I was just running to my grandbaby, McLeod said. Had I not picked him up, she would have completely run over him and he would have been under the car. As I'm picking him up, she's hitting us both and we just went flying over the car and finally we hit the ground. Wow. Alan St. Felix says she lost control of the car. <laughs> Alan St. Felix. I was trying to find the brakes, she said. I couldn't find the brakes. Well, the, nobody moved them. I, I mean, <laughs> they're right there. We're talking muscle point. memory at this point, and right? You got a spare on uh, beside you. You could lift up, There's, or sometimes on the on the on the floor. Sometimes your, our cars have them on the floor. They do, which I prefer actually. Yeah, I do too. Remember when you used to have to brighten dim your lights on the floorboard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, oh, showing yeah. our age, there, Craigster. When no, I, first, I mean I've seen it in books. I mean you actually remember it. When I first got a car that had it on the dashboard, I was kicking the floorboard. <laughs> I was trying to like, figure out yeah. how it didn't work. <clears throat> I was attempting to run. Okay, where was I? Uh, I was trying to find the brakes. I didn't mean to hit them. It was an accident, and I hope they are okay. St. Felix was arrested and appeared in uh, bond court over the weekend. McLeod is thankful that she and her grandson are physically okay. I was upset. I was very upset, McLeod said. At the end of the day, uh, we have to move on and we have to forgive. A judge ruled that St. Felix is not allowed to have any contact with the victims. McLeod's grandson sustained injuries to his leg, and she required some stitches. She said that her grandson doesn't even want to go to the park anymore. I guess not if there's cars running through. They're trying to, I bet. Trying to knock people. Hey, you want to hear another useless thing? Uh, sure. As if we that's not all we ever hear on this show. That's true. Uh, Zenith Tariff Sherbet, not Sherbert, Sherbet. Sherbet. Zenith? Al- Zenith Tariff Sherbet Algebra Carafe Syrup Cotton Mattress and Alcohol are all derived from Arabic. Well, that's totally It's useless. in the book. It's, it's gotta useless. Be- I didn't say it wasn't true. We're reading all these, but now that I noticed this, I wish I would have seen the warning on the front of the book. It says, caution, highly addictive. Yeah, I know. You got to be really careful. Is it my turn? Stuff. Oh, I got a mafia story. Mafioso. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mafioso on the run. Say hello to my little friend. I, I thought you said okay, Spider. <laughs> remember Goodfellas? Yes, I remember Goodfellas. Turn around and goes, Oh, I thought you said okay, Spider. Are you okay, Spider? Okay, Mafioso on the run, caught after showing off Italian cooking skills on YouTube. A mafia fugitive who's been on the run for over five years, was apprehended in the Caribbean after he posted videos on YouTube and police recognized his distinctive cat uh, tattoos. 
Italian police have said. Mark Farron Allen Claude Biart is believed to have led a quiet life in Boca Chica in the Dominican Republic with locals uh, considering him a foreigner, officers stated uh, in a state stated in a statement. Officer said in a statement. However, his cover was blown. The jig was up after he and his wife posted cooking videos on a YouTube channel, <laughs> which he regularly boasts about his Italian cooking. Hey, nobody gonna notice me on the YouTube's. Nobody looks at that <laughs> stuff. While the fifty-three-year-old worked hard to keep his face Younger covered. Younger you. Um, uh, no. Well, your age. Whatever. Uh, he inadvertently let his tattoos be filmed, which helped him, helped him be recognized by police hunting him. Mr. Beart. Easy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> had been on the run. Uh, he'd been taking it on the run since 2014 <laughs> when Italian prosecutors ordered his arrest for trafficking cocaine in the Netherlands on behalf of Cacciola, the Cacciola. Cacciola. Be careful, you're going to catch a cola. Uh, some something mafia. He fled to Central America and then to Dominican Republic, where, according to the Italian police, he was careful not to attract attention and kept his distance from numerous Italians living in Boca Chica. Another alleged member was arrested in Portugal on Monday, Francesco Allen Pell. Hey, Francisco. Who had been on the run for 14 years and was considered one of Italy's most dangerous fugitives, was tracked down uh, at a clinic in Lisbon where he was receiving uh, treatment for coronavirus. Uh, this particular uh, crime uh, family is considered by prosecutors. How do you say that name? I, Durangheta, 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 I don't know. <laughs> um, considered by Durangheta. It's, it's Durangheta. 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 Is considered by prosecutors to be the most powerful mafia group in the country. Wow. And has long ellipsed, uh, eclipsed, rather, ellipsed, eclipsed, they're circular. They're, uh, they're, <laughs> they travel in circles. <laughs> um, long eclipsed the more famous Cosa Nostra based in Sicily, based in Calibri- Calibria, Calibria. Anyway, the region that forms the tip of Italy's boot-like shape. Oh, I know right where that is. They, uh, this group has enriched itself through kidnapping and its involvement in international drug smuggling and controls most of the cocaine entering Europe. According to the police, who arrived back in Italy on Monday morning, previously trafficking drugs for this uh, clan uh, is based in the town of Rosarno. Rosarno? Rosarno. Rosario. Don't ever give me Italian things to read again because it, it hurts me. All right. Um you know, uh, you know um, Snow White, right? Seven Dwarfs? Didn't actually know her, no. Here's some names that Walt Disney considered and rejected for Snow White's Dwarfs. You ready for this list? This one goes Shirty. Aaron. Shirty. Aaron. Sniffy. Okay. I guess Sneezy. Sneezy? Well, that was one of them, There was right. Grumpy, Doc, Dopey. All right. Uh, woeful. Weepy. Lazy. Snoopy. May have been a copyright issue with that right, one. Right, Snoopy, right. yeah. Puffy. <laughs> Puffy Daddy. Farty. Shorty. Baldy. Big O Ego. Stinky. Burpy. Gabby. Jumpy. Nifty. Stubby. And Stuffy. Those were all names considered before they went with the and Aaron. seven. No, it wasn't. Actually, it wasn't. All right, one of them. Here's the story. This story is amazing. Okay. AI created some amazing new pickup lines. Okay. That AI? Artificial intelligence yeah. people. What's your favorite pickup line? Let's just say we were single. It's nineteen eighty four. I've never. I don't. I've never knew. Well, you got to. It's the only way to meet somebody. What do you say? What do you say? Uh, let me find one. Let me think of one that I've heard before. Let's see. Uh, 
I don't know. I would say, did it hurt? What was the, when you fell from heaven? Yeah, yeah. Are you an angel? Because you look like you came from heaven. Yeah, yeah. What about, uh, are uh, you a Vols fan? Are you are you trash because I'd pick you up? Are you, <laughs> are you a Vols fan? See you later. Because <laughs> you're the only 10 I see. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no, you'd walk up and say, you just walk up and say Auburn or Alabama. That, yeah, that's That right. would give you your answer. Uh, you never. Uh, as long as she's an Alabama fan, you're happy. You were never really good with pickup lines. Obviously, neither one of us were, and the lockdown hasn't exactly helped. So this is a story that focused mainly at single people, I guess. Right. How do you saddle up to a stranger whom you find alluring and begin a conversation? Perhaps you've tried all the pickup lines you've ever heard. Perhaps the target of your charms uh, has heard them all, and therefore none of them have worked. Thankfully, AI researchers and author Janelle Shane has come to your rescue. Shane thought she'd test how much more advanced AI has come in this vital area of interpersonal relations. Uh, she gave this prompt to four different GT, uh, GPT-3 language program variants. These are the top pickup lines, Craig, from 2021. Amaze your crush and get results. Ready? You ready for some okay, of these? Here we go. Here we go. All right. Surely these advanced uh, machines would find bond mots, bond mots, whatever that would move phrases uh, that would floor and oh and how. All right. You have a lovely face. Can I put it on an air freshener? I want to keep your smell close to me always. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite one right here. I have exactly four stickers. I need you to be the fifth. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Hey, my name is John Smith. Will you sit on my bread box while I cook, or is there some kind of speed limit on my phone? <laughs> Our technology's doomed. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. To the confines of death and disease, the legions of earth rejoices. Woe be to the world. <laughs> Woe be to the AI programmers proud of a neutral network that believes this is an attractive proposition. May I reveal... The last line came from ba uh, Babbage. The John Smith one came from Curry. And the first two that we mentioned uh, were for the biggest of them all, Da Vinci. But then there was Ada, the smallest of the four systems. Ada believes fine pickup lines include double duty recycling, future Pop-Tarts by Tracy Thorne. <laughs> what is that? What does that I don't mean? Know. And Project Car Along. <laughs> Okay, here's one. Here's another one from Ada. You have the most beautiful fangs I've ever seen. Uh, and then the last one, I will briefly summarize the plot of Back to the Future 2 for you. <laughs> that might work. Da Vinci is not the uh, not only the biggest, but allegedly the most adroit of all the GPT-3s. Also created my absolute favorite, Craig. Uh, one that will surely be employed by humans far beyond the bars of Miami Beach. You look like Jesus, but if he were a butler in a Russian mansion. What? That's not a good pickup line at all. No, it's horrible. Uh, was the machine perhaps thinking of Rasputin? Uh, the human world needs to. Hey, know. wait, and this gave me an idea. I wonder if Siri could give us a pickup line. Oh, ask her. Let's see. Give me a pickup line. Uh, it says there. She, oh, you got your phone on silent. Oh, you're right. I'll try that again. Give me a pickup line. Say hi, I'm Craig. And take it from there. <laughs> That's not a very good one. Wait, wait, wait. No, give me a pickup line. Just be yourself. No, that never works. 
At, at least tell me a joke. To the person who stole my limbo bar, how low can you go? <laughs> it's time for the Mark Patch Top 10. Tonight, Craig, we've got the top 10 best replies to rude comments. All right. Number 10. Shut up. Thank you very much. Wait, yep. is this what they say and what you say? Or just when they're rude, you say this they're, back? They're rude. Shut up. Thank you very much. Yeah. When, okay. they're, when they're rude, this, this is the how you... The jerk store call. This, they're out of you. This is your, where'd you get those clothes at? The toilet store? <laughs> <laughs> Number nine of the top 10 best replies to rude comments. If I had a brain like yours, I'd sue my parents. Nice. Yeah. Top 10. Number nine, number eight. Top 10 uh, best replies to rude comments. I had a nightmare. I was I dreamed I was you. Oh, that's a good one. Top 10 best replies to rude comments. Number seven. Are either of your parents human? <laughs> nice. <laughs> number six. Calling you an idiot would be an insult to all stupid people. Number five of the top 10 best replies to a rude comment. Uh, you must have been born on a highway because that's where most of the accidents happen. Oh, oh no. Oh, no, no, no. Stop, stop. Okay. Number four of the top ten best replies to rude comments. You bring everyone a lot of joy when you leave the room. <laughs> uh, number three. <laughs> number three is good. Number three of the top ten best replies to replies to rude comments. You're so full of poop, the toilet is jealous. <laughs> <laughs> number two. There are some incredibly dumb people in this world. Thanks for helping me understand that. And the number one, top ten best replies to a rude comment. Can you please add the word respect to your dictionary? That's not a good one. I think number three should have been number one. Yeah, number three. Well, Craig, remember, or listener, remember that Craig and I bring you the weird news. But don't avoid the good news. Read your Bible. And hey, it's Easter. It's Easter. Everybody, no excuses. Get to church this week. Craig, I'd like to say hello to my father um, and my mother. Pops? No, your uh, mom's name is not Pops. No, my mom's name is not Pops. It's Mom or Mildred. Um, and please leave us a review somewhere. Somewhere, like in outside somewhere, somewhere. or on a billboard or... If you got a lot of money, put up billboards for the Weird Podcast. We'll accept that. Sure, we will. We'll talk about you, too. Yeah, we'll talk about you. But if you haven't left us a review, please do so. Um, Tell your friends, because we're down to like three listeners. <laughs> Thank you, all three of you who listen. Hit us up on Facebook if you have any comments or questions, and we will read them off and, and give some answers. And as always, thanks for sticking around. No one else has. <laughs>